Listening to the Power Post Game Report. As always, I'm one half of your host, Triple D, and across from me, as always, is it's your boy Carlos D. What's up? Not much, man. How are you doing? Can't complain. Another week in the books. Another episode of Power. So just back to talk about it once again. All right. Um, we are here with episode five, six, six. Inside Man. Inside Man. Um, initial thoughts. I had a feeling this was going to happen because last week was so good, had so much action, so much interest, and, and had so much emotional um, impact on it. It was a big letdown this week. It was just, and really? I'm not saying the episode was really bad. I don't find like the episode was like horrible, but just from the high of, of last week's episode, episode, um, what was it, episode five, King, what was it called, King's Gambit, uh, uh-huh. with, with the death of Proctor and just the the thoroughness of the story and the juiciness of last week's and the high impact and the high emotions last week uh, with that ending. This one just, I, I, I know it was going to be hard for them to keep that same energy going into the next episode. And it just kind of was, like I said, it wasn't a bad episode, but it, it was a letdown. It, it, it didn't give me what I needed after the high of last week's episode. What'd you think of? Um, I was happy with it. Like I knew that, after last week's episode, you you kind of have to bring the the energy level down just a bit, just because it, it would have been too much too early in the season. Um, if this were their regular ten episodes, I, I would have I maybe would have been a little disappointed, but they have time to play with for once. Um, but yeah, I, I like this. I, I like settings where it's a twenty four hour uh, ordeal, and I feel like the way that they all kind of handled this, this 24 hours of pretty much chaos was pretty much what I expected. Um, if, if it were any two other characters, I'm pretty sure it would have been like more, I guess, adrenaline rush. But, you know, uh, the fact that as soon as things get cracking, um, Ghost and Tommy are, are trying to come up with a plan. Even though they're at odds, it's like, Okay, let's let's think clearly about this. So, uh, overall, I I enjoyed it because, like I said, I like what they did with twenty four hours. They they had enough. It, it kind of brought it from like action packed suspense of last week to more um, time crunch suspense, and they they found this was probably like one of the more one liner heavy episodes of the season. But uh, yeah, let's let's dive on in um, off the break. We find that that uh, yeah, Tariq pretty much mastermind this, master plan, masterminded, and this was his idea. Uh, once once he got snatched up, uh, I guess he's like back again, back against the wall. Let me come up with something, and I know my my family well enough that if we do this right, we can make this work. Um, what do you, what did you think about that reveal so soon? I, I think a lot of people had that theory that Tariq had something to do with this whole Tariq might have been a part of it. And if people didn't already, I don't know if anybody who doesn't already hate Tariq, but whoever didn't already hate him, they got to hate him even more after this episode because 
he basically is not only you know thinking he's a big man as far as like the drug game but he's playing his own family to profit off their love of him so i mean that's extra slimy and extra dirt baggy so Tariq ain't gonna gain no more fans from this episode um as far as just the the genius of his idea though you know i'll give him full credit for that i feel like we always kind of underestimate him and think he's like too young or he's getting over his head and some of this stuff but the fact that he came up with this plan to scheme um his family and, and come up with this plot to look like he's being kidnapped when he's really the mess behind of it is kind of genius on his end even though it just shows him to be more of a scumbag so well you got to remember like i understand that from his his you know what i'm saying his track record but he what what else was he supposed to do you know what i'm saying he's a kid like you're going to say whatever you can to save yourself in that moment um i don't think it was his i don't think he he planned this from jump i feel like they got me let me let me come up with something like he talked his way through this, honestly what he did is exactly what ghost would have done buy buy myself some time till i figure this out um and it you know later it works out in his favor to where he gets in contact with his mom alone and he gets to tell her like yeah i need you know you need to come up with a better plan because and i'm sure he knew from jump i'm sure he knew from jump that like once this was over it's a wrap for us but because i i he he's he's a he's kind of dumb but he ain't that dumb like he knew that this was this was a one-way ticket for him and I think he did what he had to do to buy himself some time and let his family do what he knows they do best. And that's figure out a way to come out on top. And even if not come out on top, he, his ultimate goal was I need to come out of this alive because I know these dudes are going to kill me. So it's like, I I think, I think we, again, as a Tariq apologist, it's like a lot of this stuff he deserves, he gets, he deserves, but I think a lot of times we we're, we're quick to rush to like, how could you do that, Tariq? We got to put ourselves in the character's position. If some Italian dude snatched me up off the street, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can to stay alive, and that's I honestly think that's what he did in this situation. Yeah, man, I don't fault him for his actions, or I mean, I'm looking at it as like just a fan of the show or just a viewer, and you know. And as the, the majority of the viewers are going to hate Tariq even more based on his action. So I think what he does is like the same thing anybody on the show does. Do whatever they can to stay alive. So you don't fault him for that type of action. But just in a fan, like from a fan's point of view, if you didn't already hate Tariq, you just hated him more after this. Because he 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 he's scheming constantly. He's doing everything against the people who love him the most. Um, even though they have done a lot to hurt him too. So that that's that's what I mean as as far as like I don't fault him for doing what he did because it was a smart play, but it's also just really schemy and slimy to like openly lie to your parents when all they want to do is try to love you, and and, yeah. and, and you know these two parents they them you, you, your kid got to be damn near about to die for them to even show any consideration at all. Yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say like to your point, it's like yeah, you're absolutely right. If there were any other parents in the world, but. He's just pretty much following in both their footsteps, so that's why, like, I, hey, I, I don't, I don't see it as that slimy or skeezy because this episode alone, uh, you know, on top of countless other stuff, it's like we we know what they're capable of. So it's like, if fans still find a way to, you know, put this on a notch of their list of reasons hate Tariq, uh, good for them, I guess. I don't, I don't see it in this this one particular instance, but. 
we're gonna move on um speaking of moving on uh ghost actually kind of wanted to take um i guess like a not necessarily a break it the way the 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 way it kind of opens up it almost feels like he's done like he's trying to make good on his word and he's kind of over this whole trying to kill tommy thing um tommy with reason um is apprehensive you know when he finds out when ghost finds out that like yo you knew he was dealing and tommy says well we're gonna take a time out from kind of kill each other and my first thought was like well you kind of did twice so i mean yeah you, you kind of could have because you've done it you've done it on multiple occasions where you've been face to face with each other and you both hesitated because you had to get these words out or whatnot. What did you feel about that interaction um, with the, you know, the line from the previous episode where, uh, you know, we may not be boys, but we're brothers where that came back into play. Yeah. I, I think this is still just kind of time to think, like you said, Tommy and ghost, they got so much history and so much love for each other that all of a sudden just want to kill somebody without any type of thing, especially from Tommy's point of view. I think ghost, I think ghost still, um, well, in this episode, he kind of will show some, like, backing off of that. But Ghost, for this entire season, has done a lot more to try to kill Tommy than Tommy has to try to kill Ghost. Um, Tommy thought that the fight was, like, the end of it when they just had that little wait, wait, brawl. Wait, wait, wait. Make that statement again. Ghost has tried to kill Tommy way harder than Tommy has tried to kill Ghost. I don't know. In it, this In this season? season. In this season. In this okay, season. okay. All right. Go ahead. Uh, as far as I know, what I don't think Tommy has taken really any attempt to kill Ghost. Um... He's been he's been gun in hand a few times in previous seasons, but not in this not in this particular uh, season. Yeah, this about this particular close... season, there was that one time in broad daylight, which I'm still trying to figure out what his plan was, where Jason snatches him up off the street. Yeah. So so I, I and maybe that's a part of it too. Maybe because Jason has told Tommy to chill out and he can't touch ghosts, so maybe that's why Tommy hasn't been has um, gun ho about ghosts as ghosts has been about Tommy, but ghosts has taken. Uh, literal shots at Tommy that Tommy hasn't done in this particular episode. Um, so it's kind of odd for Ghost to be. So it really, it, to me, is on Ghost to be the one to be like, "Yo, let's stop this," because he's been the more active person pursuing the, you know, murdering the other person. Um, so it was an interesting scene, and I for Tommy still like taking him the same way, like, "Yo, we can't go, can't do this flip flopping back and forth type of thing where we at each other's throats. Either we good and we gonna be good." Or we're not good, and if we're not good, one of us gotta go. Um, so, what do you think about it, though? Uh, I I honestly feel like he goes had kind of an episode an episode or two ago had kind of made peace with the idea of not trying to kill Tommy anymore. Um, whether or not he was cool with him, like I feel like he had kind of decided that, like, okay, I'm you know I'm when he you know the episode with Ghost Angie, where it was just like you know what like this is not who I want to be. So like, I feel like he was, I feel like he was already kind of over it. Um, despite, you know, their, their interaction at the end of last episode. Um, I feel like he was kind of over it. Like, you know, you kind of do you, but just we'll stay out of each other's lives. Whereas in Tommy had already decided that like next time, next time I see you, it's on ghost was, I feel like ghost was still kind of over it. Um, and, you know, when we get to the end of the episode, when we get to the end of the episode, even at that point where they're they're driving in the car, like, how long are we going to keep? Well, that's later in the episode. But I, I feel like to a point, Ghost was done with trying to kill Tommy. 
Um, but they're back at Tommy's uh, at the trap house, the warehouse that everybody knows the address to. And um, he asked, you know, he gets what he can to move out. And he asked Tommy, asked him, like, you know, we can get we can get the money from Jason or we can get the, the product from Jason, but we need the money. Um, and Ghost says, I know a guy. I know how we could do it. And cut to uh, probably one of the first, the first laugh out loud, laugh out loud uh, scenes of the episode with Tate. Nigga, what? <laughs> what did you think of? Uh, what do you think of Tate and where he's where he's where he started to where he's at now? You mean in this particular episode or in general? Just in general. Uh, I mean, you see, Tate. It, when you first taught Tate, he was like, "Oh, my brother, my sister." You know, always always like a politician, but now you're seeing Tate definitely got a hood side to him. He definitely got a shady past to him, and you see it more and more um, as he gets more and more fed up with ghosts and interacting with ghosts. You see more of that street side of him. You see more of that, no more of those phony smiles, and I'm a politician, and hand-holding, and baby kissing, and it's more just like a real side of him. Um, so you're seeing him cussing a lot more. You know, it's a lot of niggas this and motherfucker that and all this type of shit. So you're seeing all that type of stuff. Um, as he gets more and more fed up with his interactions with ghosts. So I think this, sh- this scene once again showed a lot of that because he started once again with, uh, I ain't doing nothing for you. I'm on some boss type stuff. Uh, you know, you get on my nerves and then ghost always flips the script on him again to get whatever he wants out of him. So, so what do you think of the Tate, the, the evolution of Tate from just a councilman, a protector of the people to, you know, he really is some type of hood cat. That might got some bodies, uh, you know. Well, we definitely know he got some skeletons hidden in his closet and all that type of stuff. Yeah, um, I like that. We're 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 seeing that uh, Tate's his customer service voice is is cracking and like that facade is leaving him. Like he's he's gotten like you said completely fed up with ghosts and he's he's just tired. Like he's just straight up tired. He's at the point now. It's just like I just want to be governor. And every time I think we, we we make this thing work, here you come with something else. Um, but we we get the we get the revelation that Tate was a cop in the past, uh, which I think this was the first time they've actually mentioned it that he was a he was a police officer and obviously a dirty cop because he's got dudes on the payroll. But um, I thought that was interesting. What do you think of that reveal? Because honestly, up until that point. I thought he was just like uh, just a grimy dude in general who who just kind of made his way into politics. But it turns out he was he was law enforcement. Yeah, I think yeah, I don't remember him ever to mention this in the past. Um, so I mean, it was an interesting thing, and we it, it really played out later in the episode, and, and that kind of plays a factor in his future as in this governor's race moving forward. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an interesting little twist. So I didn't realize, I didn't know, because I don't think they ever really got into what his background was. I mean, we always knew he was a councilman and he was running for governor, but they never really said what he did prior to being a councilman. So this was good. Uh, a nice little twist. And, right. and like I so said, you see it play out a little bit more towards the end of the episode when he when he takes a certain action. Yeah. So we, um, from there, we go to, uh, we go to Dre being given his marching orders by ghosts like look you want in this is your way back in this is what i need done and this is how this is when i need it done and dre um at least at least being real but at the same time i think it was strategic like pretty much asking him like so like you know 
you you don't trust me so like why are you like why would you trust me with all this and ghost being smart thank goodness uh tell him i don't trust you and uh in returns alphonse with his uh his flat top to pretty much uh be back on the team quote unquote how'd you feel about um how'd you feel about that yeah i feel like we hadn't seen that alphonse do in maybe a, a year and a half because these issues when tote when tate first came around and that's what that right. was the, the first indication that tate was a part that he had at least some type of shady background some type of criminal background or connections to the streets um so it was good to see him back we, we needed to see some resolution as far as characters i feel like a lot of times characters kind of come and go on this show and you never see him again or you really never understand why they went in to begin with so it was good to reconnect with him um as far as you, that kind of shows also the desperation of Ghost having to bring Dre back in, because while Ghost, Ghost really has distanced himself from the streets as far as having people to do street stuff for him. You know, you notice whenever it's some type of dirt to be done, he always has to do it himself. Uh, Tommy took over what was left of his crew when when Ghost decided to go straight. So Ghost doesn't have a lot of resources when it comes to dealing with street type of stuff. So that's why he was forced to go to Dre. So it was good to see that dynamic. Uh, of him having to go to Dre and basically like, look, our back's against the wall. I know I can't trust you, um, but I got no other choice, so I'm going to go with you for right now. Yeah. So we go from that general giving his marching orders to Tommy giving the Three Stooges their marching orders. Yeah. Um, he was talking about one-liners. This definitely was oh a scene God. with a bunch of one-liners, mainly from Spanky. Oh, my gosh. Like go, he's go in, go like he on. like he stars it out. He comes into it. He sees all the boxes, and he's like, "What is the Amazon? <laughs> what is the Amazon commercial?" Because uh, I oh guess there was so much product in there, and you know they got a big ass warehouse full of product. So, so that was a one liner, and then they go straight into, "Look, we got a big project. We got a big shipment." And Tommy comes out and says the thing that nobody wants to hear because people aren't selling drugs uh, just for the just for the fun of selling drugs. They selling drugs to get paid. And when right. you tell your entire crew, we got to move all this product in one night, but I can't pay you. This is what really, this is what realistically happens. Uh, there's a pushback, mainly yeah. from Two Bit and Spanky. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully it's so. It's like who, who, somebody telling you to come to your job tomorrow morning, like yeah, but you know, come work hard for me, but I'm not gonna be able to pay you this particular week. Are you really gonna be that motivated to be a company man and, and help out like that? Not in the drug game, no. Not in any um, game. Right. <laughs> yeah, true that. Especially in the drug game, yeah. Um, but yeah, like one-liners galore. It, just like the comedic timing. When this is all said and done, if 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 you don't make it, I want to see more of the uh, the actor that plays Spanky in more stuff. Because <laughs> dude's comedic timing is is on point. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I need, I need all this moved. In an hour, I mean, in twenty-four hours, no questions asked. Quick, you like, got it. <laughs> Quick question, and like, it's it's great. It's just, it, I love it. Um, but in that scene, we get BG, like stepping up and just kind of showing what loyalty's supposed to look like, mm-hmm. um, and like, and and his motivation. And I think that's what that's what kind of you know sold me. You know, obviously, no one wants to work for free, but the fact that BG was just like, yo, it's a, a kid is missing. Right. Like it shows that like there is a little bit of, mo- of honor amongst that particular thief. Yeah. 
that, that really showed BG's heart. And BG, out of all the people on the show, I don't think anybody is a, is as loyal, um, especially to Tommy, as BG. BG done lost a kidney messing around with Tommy. He right. get insulted constantly messing around with Tommy. Somebody's always giving him a hard time in his face, calling him names. And he was the first one to like, yo, I understand you're going to get me back. I trust you. And I will get this off for free. And did everything Tommy asked him to do um, just off principle, just off GP. Um, so that really showed, you know, what kind of man he is and what kind of stand-up guy he is, especially since you said, like he said, hey, it's a kid involved. Uh, it ain't always about the money. Sometimes it's bigger than just getting paid. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I, it's just adding more to my theory that one or all of these dudes is going to go out. And we already know two bit is Mr. Trigger Finger, Mr. You know, Trigger Happy. I I don't know. I'm wondering if they're going to – if he's going to get spanked on board and maybe they're going to try and take out BG. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we shall see. Let's see. Um, from there, we got pretty much – Tariq, again, just, you know, letting us know that, like, he's a smart, he's a smart kid. Um, and, and also, and I, again, no one else has to agree with this. I honestly think this is just the, the chess, the chess player that he is. It's like, okay. And honestly, you know, what's crazy. And I could easily be reaching. I'm fine with that, but I'm gonna let this one fly. This, this might have kind of played into the, the theme of last episode, the whole, you know, King's Gambit, where he's pretty much giving up all the info on his family in order to help his opposition move. And I think, I think part of it is him. uh, It kind of, my theory, this theory kind of plays into the the last theory I had, where it's just like, if I make my, my opposition feel comfortable enough, he'll, he'll kind of underestimate just how, how good my family is Mm -hmm. um but you know that's that's pretty much speculation um this was this is in in regard to the scene where vincent rolls up on his mom and uh her her behavior pretty much falls right in to what uh what Tariq told him would happen um what did you think of that particular Uh, it's it's more Tariq. like i said ben he is like he's not a dummy. He just does annoying things. I think and I'm going back to like just being a fan of the show. So it's not that he does anything that's stupid in the eyes of what a, a, a person in that situation should do. It just seems like it's just real slimy, grimy stuff to kind of tell somebody all this negative stuff about your family when you setting up your own family. Um, but he did the right thing. He went. To, he went. Got Vincent involved. Got Tasha involved. Uh, for a little bit of extra motivation to make sure that this money thing is going to come through. Like, he knew that Ghost wouldn't tell his mother because Ghost is always lying about everything that's going on with them. Um, so it was smart to go to his mom, to include her in the mix um, as extra motivation to push to get this money because it was a lot of money to ask for in a short amount of time. Um, so the fan of me, once again, thanks to Tariq Islami, just a logical thinker. Tariq is making another smart move. And like you said, he's playing chess and trying to be one or two steps ahead of the competition. Um, in this in this particular occasion, excuse me, this particular situation, uh, the conversation is not only Vincent, but it's also his parents, because he's playing, because you know, and I, and actually, he's playing them both. He's playing his mother and them to get this money, but he's also playing Vincent in a certain type of way to make sure he's using Vincent as a pawn to get his parents to do what he wants them to do. There. So from there we go to um, we go to HQ, we go to headquarters where uh, 
Tommy and uh, Lakeisha are in the midst of, uh, I guess, cook, you know, beginning to work on books to, you know, to get the money they need. And um, this, I think it was this particular scene that just kind of had me fully on board with um, why I like this episode and how I think it's, it's how you do this particular scenario in 24 hours properly. Um, it's, it's mass confusion. Uh, Keisha's being annoying, um, trying to take the lead on this, where she, when she clearly has no, you know, no experience with this. Um, but I do like the fact that, you know, Ghost kept it civil. Um, but it's mass confusion. Ghost lied to, to Tommy about Dre's involvement when he asked, like, who do you have, like, on your end moving the weight? And, you know, Ghost just said, I got a guy that I trust, even though we both know it's not someone he trusts. And Tommy would probably lose it if he knew Dre was involved. Um, we got Tasha popping up and rightfully being mad at Ghost for not telling her that this was happening. But at the same time, it's like in a 24 hour span, this literally kind of just happened. So it's like, it's kind of, you know, obviously he should have, he should have told her first, but I think with them being where they are on a relationship level, it's like his mind, I think went to like, okay, I need a plan and I need to get moving. Um, and of course, Keisha and Tasha being messy because you know, why not? And I thought it was, I thought it was cool that in the midst of that, they both had points, but because of their messiness, Tommy and Ghost had to try and keep the peace. What did what did you think of all of that? All of that. The biggest thing I got out of this scene is like uh, Keisha's really starting to feel herself even more and more. Because before she used to be kind of like falling in line with with Tommy and falling in line with Tommy's uh, operation and just trying to learn it, but now she's more in a situation where she's like directing Tommy, you know, in in certain situations like you know why are we messing with them? Why do we got to involve ourselves in this? All that kind of stuff. So I think Keisha's getting bolder and bolder in her interactions not only with with everybody like she's she's more now willing to yell at ghosts yell on tasha uh even yell at tommy or buck back at tommy um when when she used to be a little more, more meek and will fall in line with that type of stuff so i think that's what that's what i took the most out of this particular scene was just this is more of an evolution of keisha's role and going from like tommy's girlfriend to kind of be more on his level and being um, uh, equal to him as uh, a Tasha is to a ghost. That's what I took the most out of this particular scene. Um, the rest of it was like just a lot of peacekeeping stuff. Like you said, uh, ghost being shady and then Tommy and um, ghost having to play this matchmaker, this peace, this peacekeeper to keep Keisha in line as she's getting more and more bold. Indeed. So from there we get um, ghost getting the call from Tate. And having to run out, um, we get, of course, at the end of that scene, um, it wouldn't be Tasha with a, a, the last petty word asking uh, what's what's more important than your son, not realizing that he's doing all of this to get help from Tate to get his son back. But, you know, it is what it is. So we get uh, Tate's HQ where they're they're pretty much planning this fundraiser um, for donors. And uh, Tate is more and more showing signs that he is done, but I don't think he realized just how how just crappy politics is. Like a lot of this is obviously extra because you know you've got his shady dealings and ghost shady ghost ghost shady dealings or James's shady dealings, um, but like just all the the 
the pins and needles you got to walk on in the name of politics. And that's what Ramona's bring to the table. It's just like, look, we, we have to play these games to get what we need. And um, she's falling more into her Olivia Pope role where it's just like, look, you can push back all you want, but I'm going to explain to you why you're wrong about this. And I'm going to tell you why we're going to do it anyway. Uh, what did you think of that scene in, in Tate HQ? Uh, I, this is a, a like I said more scene of of Tate being more and more frustrated with ghosts and having to always constantly be interacting with ghosts when he thinks he knows what to do as far as politics. Um, because in the situation, Tate of course is a politician. He's a city councilman. He's won an election before, but so he thinks he knows what to do to kind of win elections. But he hasn't had to win an election at the at the grand stage of being a governor. You know, winning a, a local city councilman. Well, I'm not saying that's easy to do. It's a lot easier when you're heavily involved in the community and you don't have to cover like a whole state full of people. So he's right. not used to this position of my ideas aren't working or why do we need to have somebody else when I am the candidate? Um, especially when the DNC is so heavily invested in ghosts and seems that they won't support Tate at all without ghosts being involved in some type of way. Um, so so we, we saw that that, that that dynamic, Tate not really wanting to do it. Um, and then we saw, once again, Ghost getting his way. He came up with the great ideas. Ramona immediately loved his ideas, immediately backed his ideas. So it seems like she's backing him over Tate, you know, once again. Um, so all you saw was a, another frustrated Tate. You saw Ramona, I think her googly eyes getting even bigger and stronger for Ghost. And they eventually right. hook up down the line. Um, and then, of course, the way, I don't, at that time, Ghost probably wasn't thinking about it. But it also leads to a, something that happens later in the episode. And because Ghost did come up with the smart idea to have so much cash involved or cash on hand at the event, it's going to lead to um, what they need later in the episode. Yeah. But I think that's just that was just coincidence. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like that was coincidence, too. But well-timed. Um, another funny part about that scene was uh, he tries he tries to get uh, – you know, he, he's got to get his last dig in and he's trying to he's working so many angles. He's like, you know, he he plays the card to try and get Dre on board even more with his daughter and take with the quick. Oh, damn, James, I wish I could help. Like that was hilarious. Um, just the fact that it just shows more and more how fed up he is. Like, he's just plain done. Yeah. Uh, and then two seconds later, Ramona, like, no, he going to do it. So, right. Tate feels like Instantly. he's powerless in his own in his own life. Like he doesn't have control over his own life um, right now. And Ghost is just too heavily involved. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I honestly think that's just what a lot of politics, I'm uh, guesstimating that's what a lot of politics is, but uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, so from there we go to the daycare. Um, the interesting thing is, it's kind of hard to keep up with the time frame of this. I would have, I would have liked, I'd, obviously, they wouldn't have been able to get this cleared. I would have liked that little 24 o'clock because it goes from them arguing in Tommy's place while it's dark outside to it's daytime at the at the daycare. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could have had like where, a one o'clock and like the like they couldn't steal the 24 exact clock, but they could have had some type of one o'clock to give you ideas to how much time is passing and what they're doing in this um in this time, and that, and that was one of my issues with the twenty-four hour thing in this particular episode, because they were doing stuff in this episode that I'm like, I'm, I, this got to take more than twenty-four hours. I, I mean, I get that you know the twenty-four hours as, as the suspense, but does Jason just have all this extra product just sitting around waiting for Tommy to make a big order 
so that they could start selling them, you know, two million dollars worth of drugs in one night. Is everybody just always available that they can just always just show up whenever they need to? Could Tate even get a check for a million dollars to give to Tommy? Well, I guess nowadays, um, you know, wiring somebody cash, but I feel like getting somebody a million dollars, even through some type of wire transfer, is going to take a little bit more time than they than they let it play out in this twenty four hour period. So that was something that was that I was having a trouble with in this particular episode. Like it was stuff that they was getting done was moving too fast. Cause I even think Tasha or Keisha made an order for some hair dryers and they show up later in the same episode. Yeah, that was that was strange. You, you're absolutely right. Um, it it was literally I didn't know that that Amazon was that good in the hood. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? That was quick. Um. But yeah, I mean, but in this particular episode, we see Keisha and Tasha fighting again. Keisha is thinking she knows everything, and Tasha's schooling her. Basically, like, look, um, this is not what I taught you. You know, you're messing up this task of laundering some money because you can't make these simple mistakes. When we're talking about, it's uh, our freedom on the line. This ain't no thing right. where you, if you make a mistake, the IRS may come in and slap you with a fine. If you make a mistake in this particular situation, it's we all might end up in jail. Right. It is a wrap. And uh, from there we get we enter Scumbag Zig, uh, who's who's got eyes for Keisha, which they this is setting up some definitely this is definitely setting up some static for the future, um, which I, I'm curious. And um, so we get Keisha pretty much asking Tasha like, "Who is this dude?" Tasha instantly lying um, about dating him or whatever, and props to Keisha for knowing her friend. And even if they're not friends or they're not cool at the moment, knowing her like, yeah, you're full of it. Like, what's the deal with him? And Keisha comes up with the idea to, to push, push more product into the uh, the strip club to which we go to the strip club. And again, this falls right into what I was talking, what you were talking about as far as the time, like the time frame. Like I said, we go from nighttime in Tommy's place to daytime at the daycare. So I'm assuming it's morning to the strip club and the strip club is jumping early in the day, which I thought was really weird. Um, I feel like that should have been a move made later on to make it a little more realistic. But hey, if if strip clubs are jumping like that in New York and they got what looked like the the second string and not a bad second string at that on stage and working the floor, more pop, more props to you. But. It just seemed really strange with the time frame that the strip club was jumping uh, that early in the day. Yeah. Um, what did you think of uh, if the, we got the return of Epiphany, and uh, she is apparently the re- the, the 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 local leader mm-hmm. of the strippers? What What did you think of that that plan and uh, the way that played out? I mean, I think the plan was smart. They got to move a lot of product quickly, so you know they got to move it as fast as possible. Uh, like I said, the timeline thing is just kind of annoying because did Tasha just leave the daycare? Does Tasha have employees at her day club? For one, you, that's a very you never question. see anybody there but her. So did she just leave the kids, or maybe one of the aides took over? So I mean, but to, to get off the timing thing, I think it was a smart move. Um, as far as just to show what Epiphany's role is, she's moving the product for him. She got a whole string of girls on her team. Um, they seem to be moving that powder or moving the drugs pretty fast. Um. Uh, and then that just kind of led to a whole montage of everybody moving their drugs in different kind of ways. Um, you got yeah. the strip club, you got Dre back in the hood, um, and Dre 
pulls a typical scumbag Dre move and just stabs a random kid for no real reason. In random in in broad daylight because you know that Dre things. Yeah, just and he's just so casual about it. like, oh, hold on, oh, who's you taking a coffee break? Dude was like, yo, I gotta wait for the competition right. to leave. You ain't built for this. It just walks across the street, stabs the guy in the stomach, and just keeps moving like it's nothing. Um, and then after that, it's just it's just kind of like a, a, a like I said, a montage of everybody gathering the money. And it seems it seems like the plan is working perfectly. Uh, they getting money. They getting money on the streets. They getting money in the strip club. Tommy's henchmen. The three Stooges are moving their product. Everybody's doing a good job of of making sure that that money is coming in. And it seems like they're gonna hit their goal of getting the two million dollars to save Tariq. Yeah, that. Dre, Dre, Dre. I, right now, Dre feels like you didn't. You didn't watch Game of Thrones, did you? No, nah, I didn't watch it. No. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure you may have heard the name Littlefinger, and nope. right now I feel like Dre is, is the Littlefinger of of power right now, where he's he's always scheming, he's always he's always stabbing someone in the back, and when he when he went out like the way he died. It was like one of those, like, oh, thank God. And he totally deserved it. So I think it's just it, when he dealt, when he finally goes, it's that's what I think people are, are going to be cheering for. Um, but from there, we go to attempted drop number one mm-hmm. where, um, oh, we, we well, we kind of skipped over it just a tad because it does sort of lead into this moment um, earlier in the episode. uh uh, Tommy gets the money to kill. I mean, not kill. Tommy gets the money to to buy up all the drugs that Jay, that Jason Midditch has, and um, he's like, "What do you need all this for? Like, you were you were reserved. Like, why do you want all this?" And um, Tommy's pretty much just like, you know, it's fine. Like, why do you care? And Midditch, being a, a smart businessman, you know, he takes the money, but obviously keeps an eye on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's what comes up to play in this particular uh, episode. Well, this particular part of the episode, they're on their way for the first drop. And um, they actually have a, a a decent conversation. And this this one kind of furthered my my theory of like, I think I think Ghost is over trying to kill Tommy, where he was just like, what do we do after this? Like, you know, what where do we go from here once this is all done? And um, oh, we missed the one liner with another funny one liner where. Uh, he asked Tommy, like, where'd you get this truck? He was like, uh, got it from wherever. Uh, somebody totaled my car, which was fair and hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like you said, in this scene, you see Ghost and Tommy trying to have a, a sort of heart-to-heart talk about their future and what are they still going to be enemies once this whole thing is over with. And they didn't come to any type of resolution. Tommy basically said, I think he this was when he was like, you strapped, I'm strapped. And we'll see what happens when when we finish all this type of stuff. Um, so they didn't seem to be as angry as they were or had been in the past, um, especially the last time they talked on the phone with Tommy was basically like basically uh, that's when he told him he was going to cancel Christmas on him. Um, so they don't seem to have that much as much venom as they had previously. Um, so, we'll, I mean, I want to see where it's going to go. Um, but we, we once again see the big bad guy of the season or the, of the of this season Jason pop up. Uh, Tommy wants to. Sh- Tommy wants to go to war and have a shootout with him. Uh, them two against what the eight guys and goes of course right. the rational level headed person like, nah, you know we can't win this. Just chill out. Let's see what they want. Um, they of course 
Jason is upset because these two are working together. Well, he, I guess, banned them from working together. He said they couldn't be in business together anymore. So he's wondering why they're working together. And then he, um, I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but in his mind, he thinks it's appropriate to tax them because he knows whatever yeah. they, they, whatever they're doing, it can't be good if they had to get two million dollars in one day. Um, so he takes half of it for himself and his fees and his inconvenience, and he lets them keep the other half to do whatever they need to do with it. The weirdest part about that scene to me was like, why didn't they just say Tariq was in was in danger? Like, I don't understand why why Midage would be against that like i'm sure he'd have something smart to say but like i feel like this was one of the few times we're just like yeah let's just be honest on this one you know what i mean like my son's been kidnapped you know and although we beefing but he loves my son like his own so like i i just that was so weird to me it's just like why didn't y'all just tell him the truth but you know again this is one of those things you gotta suspend logic because you know you need you need a story um I don't know. I feel like it, it, they could have found a way around it, but it's whatever. But at that point, I was like, "Oh yeah, now they have to kill Jason." Granted, they're up to they're up to date on their uh, their debts, both of them, because Jason did say this will cover what both of you owe me, um, which was a, which was pretty hilarious. Where it's just like, so you're working with him to pay the debt for the dude that uh, you thought was me in my car, and uh, you're working with him to make sure that um, you, you're paying me to make sure I protect you. Um, but this is also like even more fuel to the fact that like, okay, this dude has both of us over a barrel. Yeah. And, um, and, the, yeah. Some, yeah. and this won't be the last of their team up. This just going to lead eventually Tommy going to see the light of day and they going to have to team up to take Jason out because right. he, he going to keep being annoying to them. He going to keep being a, a, a thorn in their side. And they're not going to just keep putting up with getting taxed constantly. We already been on this road with um, the Serbian that was before Jason, um, Milan. So yeah, we're not going. We're not going to keep. They're not going to keep on letting this guy stand on their necks or, or hold up against up against the wall forever. Yeah. So it's it at some point it has to happen. So um, yeah, their only option is to go to Vincent with with what they had and uh we get what i'm pretty sure if people hated Tariq, they were cheering for this part um Tariq was was finally due for a beatdown, and boy did he get it um they hazed him they they filled up a sack of oranges and beat him down like just and juiced him on him like mm-hmm. that was as much as he deserved it it was still rough because like just the thought just the thought of getting beat with a sack of oranges was just like, oh man, that's that's rough. That is rough. Um, but one, kudos to Tariq for, even though this is you know uh, a, a hard a rock at a hard place, kudos to him for keeping it together and sticking with the original plan and not cracking. Um, but yeah, what did what did you think of that? Yeah, a lot of people around the around the world was probably cheering. That because everybody has been dying for Tariq to get a beating. They want that they just think he is just an out of line kid that hasn't been beat enough. They always want ghosts to jack him up or beat him up. So I know a lot of people was cheering or hand clapping or whooping because Tariq finally caught a pretty severe beating with a sack of oranges. Um, so I, th- I mean, to me, I thought it was, and I didn't know huge Tariq hater, but he just did do a lot of annoying stuff. So I was kind of satisfied with it. I was like, at least he not totally getting away with 
this grand scheme of his without any type of of rep, um, you know, repercussions. He at least got a little beaten, if nothing else, yeah. um, to go with it. Um, so he, he gets his ass beat. Uh, the Italians take the million dollars, and then they say, "Look, uh, in the effort of good faith, you get twenty four hours to make it right. Bring me all the money I asked for, or this time it'll be it'll be more than a beating. They're gonna kill Tariq." And then Tariq, of course, is on the floor. Vincent, that wasn't part of the plan. And Vincent lets Tariq know lets Tariq know that uh, you may have came up with this original plan, but I'm still the one in charge. Yeah. Um. Who even hit him with that? This is gonna hurt me more than it's gonna hurt him before he got down. Which mm-hmm. the one-liners in this episode. Um. But uh, clearly, Tariq is is now he you know eyes open at like okay. I, I need to come up with, with something else because he, now he knows for sure just how expendable he is. It, mm-hmm. Like I, I still believe he knew going into this, but um, he I, I didn't expect he probably didn't. There's no way he expected his ribs to get uh, rearranged in the process. Um, so we we get them coming back to Tasha and Keisha and uh, letting them know that this this all kind of hit the fan. And um, we get, we get this, uh, we get the 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 line from the scene, the the, on the next episode of Power scene, where Tasha, who has to be told by Keisha to come clean about Zig, is suddenly like, I'm gonna be the one that does this, and uh, I'm glad that like, even though she was still trying to be petty and trying to hold them both accountable, um, Tasha's still just as shady, like, and but. It, I think the whole thing was hilarious to me. That particular scene of all four of them looking at each other like, like I can't believe you're this shady. But it's like I, you're shady. Like every last one of you in this room is shady. And we we get that, and we find um, that we well she finally comes clean that yeah she has a connect uh, Zig. How did you feel about that interaction? Uh, I mean I just kind of agree with you saying. Well, everybody's just kind of always trying to hide something from each other. So it was good that they busted her out on it. Um, I, I still like her initiative, though. I still like the fact that she's willing to, um, she thought Ghost had failed again. Um, and I think she feels like Ghost has failed her a lot over the last uh, few years. Um, and she feels like she is trying to take another step to being this independent woman. By like, yo, I got this. Uh, y'all messed it up. I'm going to do what's right to try to get my son back. Um so I, I thought it was a cool scene for Tasha. I think it showed, of course, she's petty. She's a snake. They all are. Um, but it shows that she doesn't always have to depend on ghosts to clean up all the messes. She has her own thoughts and her own way, ways of handling business. Which I totally agree with. But at some point, she needs to come face to face with a lot of the stuff that they keep from her for her protection. Like, she needs to be made aware of Nine times out of ten, when Ghost and Tommy's stuff fail, it's because there's something bigger and scarier out there that sh- that they don't tell her. Like, she has no idea just how crazy this Midditch dude is. It's And it's not the first time she's just been like, look, just get it done. And I was like, you don't understand. Like, there are legit insane killers out there while you're in here. You know what I mean? Like, the fuck is cool, but... You're dealing with Zig on the corner, like you, you know, you you've handled, you've handled people, you know, on Zig's level, 
like at some point for for me to be fully on board with Tasha and again it's like I have nothing against her you know but I've, I've also called her out on her pettiness for me to be fully on board she need I need to see her be faced with with ghost Tommy level opposition and you know not just chiming in from the you know the sideline like I'm gonna take care of it and of course we unfortunately we saw how that how, how that came to be um we can skip ahead just slightly uh according to bg zig's product only has two stars on yelp mm, yeah and it was it just wasn't good wherein it's like yeah that sucks but at the same time because you need a story but like if you're a team player and you let at least tommy in on this you at least tell tommy about it he can at least vet this dude and see what they're getting into and make sure they're not wasting their time. But uh, at the same time, they didn't have any other options. Where else you gonna find a bunch of drugs to move in 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 a uh, in a twenty four hour period? Especially when Tommy, right. it, it, according to the show, Tommy is already one of the biggest drug dealers in New York, if not the biggest. So is he gonna go to his competition to try to sell their drugs? So they didn't have a lot of options. They probably would have had to go with Zig regardless. Um, and the problem with Tasha ever trying to face this top level opposition um, that you're talking about is like because they always keep her, you'll never know if she can handle it because they always keep her so shielded away from it. So it's kind of like one of those catch 22s. Like she can't really prove herself because they don't let her in on enough stuff to kind of get to that point. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard to say she needs to prove herself if they don't ever give her the opportunity. If they didn't always try to hide from her or stop her. Because um, every time that they really need her, she has always come through. So it's not like she's, you know, not a, not a, equipped with some smart, some skills to kind of get these types of things happening. She's always showing up in the past when they need her for whatever the assignment they had for. Yeah, I don't disagree. Totally. I just, I don't know. I, I'm tired of all the, me personally, I'm just tired of all the, the matter of fact stuff. Like matter of fact, I'm going to handle it. And a lot of times while she does come through in assistance, Solo, it, it usually don't work out for her. But moving on, uh, we get we get a uh, cousin Benny. Cousin Benny is on board. Um, he goes calls him in to pretty much tell him, give his condolences, and inform him that um, hey, I uh, I, I kind of have an idea of who killed your um, your uh, your uh, who killed Proctor. And um, which up to that point, I thought I thought that he was purposely trying to bail out Tommy. Um, we'd find out that he, he to a degree he was. Um, but at the same time, like, I think he goes honestly thought that the dude who Proctor dropped name dropped was a, the dude who, who did it. Um, but I like that Benny's a stand up dude, even though literally 24 hours. If Proctor would have said, "I need you to kill Ghost," Benny would have done it. <laughs> yeah, but I like that he was a he was a stand up dude, and he was like, "If there's anything else you need, um, I got you." Yeah. And I, um, mm-hmm. so I was under yeah, the impression that that Benny would have immediately thought Ghost and Tommy or one of the two had something to do with it because of all the stuff that was going on uh, leading up to it, and then him being found in Ghost's apartment. Uh, so I, I I thought for sure that Benny already had an idea, but I guess Benny doesn't believe it. Um, and, and Benny just takes ghost word that the guy, whoever the guy named that Proctor told him about, Eagle or whatever his name is, is the one that's responsible for the death 
of Proctor and Ghost and Tommy had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So from there, we go back to the um, the daycare. Who knows what time it is? And um, we get another interaction with Zig, pretty much dropping off more more product. Um, and then we find out, and I forgot, we, we kind of glossed over this earlier. Uh, Blanca has been tagging along with an NYPD officer, um, pretty much trying to get into Ghost and Tasha's uh, space. R- rightfully so. Proctor's body is still cooling. Um, oh, side note. So, like, during the the opening credits, I saw Jerry Ferrara's name in the opening credits. So I was thinking, like, okay, are we going to get, like, a flashback? Or are they going to put him on the slab? Apparently, if you're in the previously on uh, little vignette, you you have to be credited, which I thought was interesting. So good job, Proctor, on collecting that check. Um, I thought they just did that regardless because he's listed as a uh, a starring role, like a a role Uh for the season. Because they do it with uh, Angela's name is in the credits every week. No, hers was not. I don't think hers was in there this week. I have to go back and look at it. I feel like I I see Leela, whatever name is, Leela Lauren, uh, every episode. I don't think she was in there last week because I feel like I was looking for it. Um, and we could definitely double check, but like I feel like I feel like if you're in there, if you're visualized in there, you have to be credited. Um, but yeah, uh, Blanca has been I, Blanca has been tagging along with this NYPD officer, getting getting what she needed. At this point, I think Blanca is going to crack this before Sax does. Because she's she's hanging with the right people, she's asking the right questions, and she's going about it smarter than Sax has. Yeah, I mean, she's the only one actually doing the actual police work, and not just like okay, I'm I gotta I want ghosts, I want ghosts, I want ghosts. She's looking at the facts, she's looking at the actual things that's going on, and she's doing her job um, to try to figure out who committed this crime, as opposed to being so gung ho on, on on arresting or stopping one person. So that, that's why she's moving smarter than Sax, and that's why she probably will be the one. If anybody busts or takes down the the, the duo of Ghost and Tommy, it'll be her. Yeah. So she pretty much in her questioning um, informs Tasha that Proctor has been killed inside of. I was I was gonna say their home, but as we've seen, not her home in Ghost's penthouse. Um, so that causes her to run up on Ghost at his office. Uh, well, actually, before that, Tate's already there wanting his money mm-hmm. rightfully so you take a million from me and you tell me i'm gonna have it back in 24 hours yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna need to see that in my account which is fair um the again more one-liners we get um <laughs> we get tate kind of mouthing to her in the uh in the doorway like I, i'm starting to see why you wanted to leave him mm-hmm. and then him mouthing to ghost like i want my money before he walks out and uh, we get an actual after the fact that like she's like yo why haven't you told me that proctor's dead and again this this literally just happened so ghost rightfully is in one track mind mode where he he's thinking about getting Tariq back um to which prompts her that like they're looking for Tariq to talk to him and then we actually get a pretty decent interaction between the two the first one in a long time where they they both come up with a plan um and she comes up with a way to make the plan work. And there's no there's no bickering. There's no pettiness for once. Um, will we hopefully this will be a new trend? I doubt it. Um, but what did you think of that? 
Uh, like I said, it shows Tasha smart to me once again. It shows that she does have good ideas and quality ideas. Um, and her her plan to get the Italian, Italians to loan Tariq back, even though who would ever do this in real life, to loan a kidnapped victim back to the parents so they can meet with the police, just so the police will leave them alone so they can finish their shady kidnapping plan. It's just, you know, ridiculous to me. Um, but it shows that they are a better team together. And it shows that they can't work well together. They have always worked well together, despite their many personal differences of not being able to get along as far as personalities go. So I liked it. It was a good scene. Yeah. So that leads to Ghost setting up the meet so that he can meet, so that Tariq and Tasha can meet up with the police. And um, on the way in, Tasha's pretty much about to throw the Hail Mary, which was like understandable like i'm not a parent but like i i totally understand where she was coming from was just like look you're not getting back in that car and Tariq, smart um now whether or not this was true or not Tariq is smart on the fly and he's just like look they got people watching you know grandma and yes which who knows who knows where they are like they're be the best kept secret on the show i'm pretty sure yes is fine um because they probably don't even know where grandma and yes are uh but they have the meeting with the police and um we get a lot of chess playing right here and blanca blanca is is super smart while while Tariq is giving his testimony so to speak although he's not it's not a testimony but while he he's happened from his point of view blanca's looking at tasha and watching her reactions and tasha catches that when she puts her hand on her shoulder and you know says her her comforting words like she even Tasha realized that she was dialing it on a little thick and uh Blanca is definitely on to them that something is not right because the answers are too perfect mm -hmm. uh what did you think of of that yeah I mean like I said Blanca is the smart the smart probably the smartest cop that we've had on this show um she doesn't overplay her hand she doesn't go out of control with stuff she just notices and, and observes a lot of things that are going on and, and uses that to do good police work um, I think it was. Good, I think I like how Tariq. Like I said Tariq is always smart thinking, thinking on his feet. He does the yes thing. Um, he ties in. He's talked to a um, two minority cops, a black cop and, and a and a Latino cop, a Hispanic cop. So he weaves racism in it. It's the reason why he had to go out the back door. So it seems less suspicious as to why this kid will leave the. He still doesn't really explain why he left the door unlocked, or you know, or you know, didn't lock the door when he left out. But he explains why he needed to take the back staircase. Because it's some racist guy in the building that's always getting them, giving them a hard time. And people, um, especially in, in, in 2019, well, I don't think it's 2019 on this particular show, but in, in, in the twenty in the 2000s and 20-teens are a little bit more sensitive to people being racist and dealing with these racist situations. So they're really quick to believe a person who cites any type of racist behavior is some type of action or the reason why they took some type of action. So Tariq, once again, was playing it very well, played it very smart. Um, but like I said, I peep exactly what she was saying. Block was definitely watching Tasha, um, watching her movements, watching how she was kind of directing Tariq or trying to influence what Tariq was going to say. Um, but Tariq played the smart. Like I said, for all the dumb stuff he does, he is a really smart kid. Um, and also use this time with the Italians to let, get the message to his mama that the Italians ain't going to let us go. Make sure you tell you know Ghost and Tommy that even if they do deliver the money, they need to be prepared because the Italians are going to try to kill us anyway. 
So yeah. a lot of smart moves by Tariq um, in this particular scene. But I don't think it's the last time we'll see that lady detective cop, and we definitely gonna see some more Blanca um, as she yeah. gets closer and closer to trying to trying to solve this mystery of this whole Tommy Ghost Enterprise kind of thing that they got going on. Yeah, um, definitely agree. I agree whole, wholeheartedly. Um, and I'm wondering if, like, if, you know, Tariq, no, I mean, what is there to say that hasn't been said? Like, Tariq definitely played that that situation very well. He knew he, he was dealing with a black female officer, and um, he, he he used that to his advantage. Um, I Honestly, when they were walking out, and he was just kind of talking to her, and she made, he, he, he winces when she tries to hug him. Uh, just that whole conversation where she was just like, yo, you lied in there. Like, I kind of wanted it to be kind of true. Like I wanted there to be like some racist white dude up there. So he, it'd be another one of those notches on the fact that they don't, they don't know their kids as well as they think they do. Um, but from there we go back to Tommy's headquarters, his hideout where um, again, uh, well, as spoken to earlier, Zig comes back, not Zig, excuse me. Uh, BG comes back with Zig's product and pretty much is like, this is all I could get because uh, this stuff ain't that good. Mm-hmm. So um, we get their, their back against the wall moment. It's like, okay, we need a plan. And we need one now, no matter how messy it could potentially be. Um, we need something. And uh, they come up with a fairly solid plan to rob the, uh, the donor's fundraiser uh, at Truth. And while, you know, it, it kind of showed like no matter how much all four of these people kind of hate each other, they actually make a pretty good team because when they had the, the base plan set um, is thank God for Keisha being the voice of reason saying, OK, what are you going to do about the fact that you might not get to reek back alive? And, um, you know, Tommy comes up with an idea calls over bg and bg yet again with the with another with another one-liner uh comes around the corner with the snacks like yo are these sugar-free because i don't have enough points for the day which leads to the weight watchers crack Mm -hmm. and just i love the way that they they threw comedy into this this volatile situation um what did you think of the plan to me i don't know It, it started being like two um what's that movie uh, Ocean's Eleven. It started getting too kind of silly with this plan to rob a fundraiser in one night. Like they just throw it up it on the on the spot on the fly. I, I feel like a lot more planning would need to be needed to to kind of effectively pull this job off. Um, and that leads me to a lot of questions with the scene. But once again, I gotta stop looking at this as like a regular logical person and just kind of like this is a TV show. Let me just enjoy it. And let me get into the entertainment of it. Um, mm-hmm. But you know. Like I said, we already know this. Tommy and Ghost always work great as a team. We know Keish, uh, Tasha always has some good thoughts and ideas and helps them through many of their plans in the past. Um, it was good to see Keisha is more than just kind of a waste of space and a waste of air. Um, she actually did have a smart idea. It's like, yo, you know, we need some type of fallback plan or some type of insurance policy because it ain't no guarantee. Even if y'all do pull off this magical heist that y'all gonna be able to get Tariq back. Um, which leads to the scene, the next scene where they snatch up um, Vince's boy to to yeah. use his collateral insurance. That hey, uh, if nothing else, we got your boy because you got our boy, and to make sure that the, that at least they are willing to bring Tariq to the meeting um, if they get this swap going. Yeah, um, 
I I to, I totally feel you on the fact that you know um, the plan to rob this this uh, to rob Truth in literally four or five hours kind of came together quickly, but at the same time, I feel like it was it felt more realistic, well, felt more plausible than the Alicia Jimenez kidnapping. Um, this one actually made more sense because it's like it's Ghosts Club, and he's literally the inside man. And call back to the. Uh, the title mm-hmm. um he knows that tommy knows the ins and outs of the club um and he can he can get his his three stooges to to be where they need to be um and honestly didn't before he got flipped didn't didn't two bit work in truth for a bit no i feel I like truth was all two bit was always working with canaan before he joined uh tommy's organization like he he was one of he was one of Kanan one of Kanan's boys, but he may have known Dre because I feel like Two Bit was a part. Remember when they double crossed Milan? Not Two Bit. I'm sorry, Spanky. Spanky I, had I sworn. Spanky yeah. knew about it because Spanky was a part of the team when they double crossed Milan, that got the yeah. drop on Milan's security team inside Truth. Yeah, I was like, okay, like I was like, I feel like when it was going down, I was like, I feel like Spanky used to work at Truth at one point, and I was like, he did. Um, so it's like this plan made more sense to me, like. It, it, you know, it's it's a simple job like these. But in saying that out loud, the, the only hole in the plan is that, like, there's no way you have this many donors together and not one lick of security. But that, that's you know, what I'm saying. It, TV. That, yeah, that's it, that's what TV. made me the maddest about when they actually got to the point where three guys basically robbed. A, 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 for one, where is the club security? And I know Ghost right. is the inside man, but he he couldn't have gave his entire security squad the night off. And have some type of plausible deniability when it came to it's just magical that three thugs came up and robbed your spot. Um, so you know that was a part of it. Uh, and then, like you said, this is this is a, a donor. Like he's not the governor yet, so he doesn't have like the secret service. And I know local governments don't have the the same secret service that the president has, but they have, you know, protection. The governor of you know Virginia, which where you know both of, of us live, they don't just walk around the streets without any type of security so he's not the governor but he is a major um political thing these are some of the wealthiest people in new york and none of them have any type of security i mean i know they don't have the same fears as a drug dealer have where they need 24-hour security but these are really rich people and now i know they're not traveling the streets you know without a driver or somebody that that gives them some type of protection so that that, that was the part about me when the, once once the um they got to the point where the robbery actually unfolded that these three guys were able to uphold was able to rob hundreds of people with literally no pushback. Yeah, technically four, because um, you got the three Stooges and you got Alphonse. Um, well, now before we get, it wasn't the three. It was only Alphonse and Two Bit and um, and Spanky. BG wasn't no, BG even there. Was there. Yeah, BG was there. Oh, he was a part. Oh, okay, I don't remember. Yeah, him. he was. One, he was one. He was one of them. Okay, so um, it was four. Yeah, um, but leading into that, like there's there's episode has been on like a lot of comedy um you, like you said we got we got all these one-liners and then we got them snatching dude up off the street and talking about this is going to be fun and toss them in the back seat like he's a toddler mm-hmm. um so we get to the actual heist and we can kind of run through it but before we get the the heist actually goes underway two bit sees dre and i thought this was i don't know if this was an oversight or what but I felt like it was kind of strange that Ghost didn't at least give Dre a heads up on the fact that this is what was going to be happening. 
because just give him a night off. Sees, huh? I don't know why he would have uh, Dre there at all when he knows right. that Tommy's crew still have beef with Dre from when the time right. they worked for him and, and is basically on site with Dre. So right, and honestly, it could have been one of those things where goes and this is this is a stretch. This is a super stretch. It could have just been one of those things where, well, if somebody kills Dre, whatever. Um, but not Dre. Dre, well, Dre and Tubit recognized each other. Um, so I thought that was interesting that Tubit's first instinct was to try and hunt down Dre and kill him. Yeah. Uh, but it was smart of Dre to Got get up out of there. Because yeah. when they make the realization, well, once he sees Spanky first, my thought is that, like, is Dre going to ruin this? Like, is he going to do something thinking that he's helping and just completely ruin this. Um, but he didn't, he got up out of there, which was, which was smart. So we get the actual gala, the, the fundraiser thing going on and we get the smile talk, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, where they're, while they're having that conversation while the, where the photo is taking place and, uh, Dre, you know, Tate just while at the same time being thankful that the money's back, also, just being like, dude, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Ghost ever being the, the dude that he is, just being like, whatever, officer, uh, just be thankful the money's there and keep doing what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so without getting super into detail, we've already kind of talked about it. The heist goes down, and it's it works out pretty well like it, it works out pretty well i'm really curious as to how why alphonse stayed around like yeah. i'm wondering like how did that 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 seemed a bit too coincidental uh, yeah i didn't understand uh, his motivation to be like that they had already robbed everybody they got everything got all the product why he was so fascinated with ramona and wanting to talk to her and keep that going i i, I didn't understand that part of it all because they had already not only had they already successfully did anything, he had given his bags, so his part of the loot, he let it walk out the door, and he's still having a conversation with a lady instead of leaving to, you know, count his riches or count the score that he got. So I didn't understand that. I mean, I understand in the in the scope of the writing of the show why they made him stay, so then Tate could be the big hero, and it looks, you know, it, it looks good for everybody. They uh, get rid of Alphonse, who could have been a problem for everybody if he decided he didn't want to play with them anymore, play nice with them anymore. So they get rid of him as a possible per- somebody that can come back and hurt the family. Um, they make Tate look like a hero, which is going yeah. to further his, his political He's He's thing. a shoe in at this point. Yeah, and, and they also tied in the fact that while all of a sudden we had to hear that he was a cop and we had never heard he was a cop before. Um, I don't know how he explains the gun, like who the gun belongs to. Did he bring the gun? Does he acknowledge that yeah. Ghost just randomly handed him a gun because he used to be a cop? Why did Ghost have a gun? They, but that's me thinking too far and too deep into it, which we don't really need to do. Um, but yeah, that was my biggest question as far as the whole thing. Okay, they they won. Why was Alphonse so adamant about not just getting the hell out of there? Um, yeah. So that was my biggest issue with the whole um, high scene. Well, not my big, one of my biggest issues. That and then, of course, the lack of security. But we already yeah, talked I, about that. It made me think that, like, I think he stuck around so that maybe, and this, again, over, you know, I could be overthinking this. My thought was maybe, maybe he was supposed to stick around so that Tate could disarm him and look like a hero. But once Tate outed him, he, he, he obviously went too far and he put himself in a situation where Tate ended up killing him 
and it just kind of worked out that way because it was it was super strange that like he he just sort of stuck around i honestly think that he was supposed to just be a fall guy and maybe get some either some some jail time or he would have gotten away but like i think he was there to to maybe like let tate beat up on him or something real quick so he could look like a hero but it just ended up going going way left uh the weirder thing was that like yeah ghost just pulls out a gun under this long suit jacket that he has <laughs> uh and no one in the like no one saw that i mean i guess if you're if you got guns to your faces and you're being robbed you're not really you're yeah. not really all you can really see is the gun in your face in situations yeah. like that i don't um, really know what the next man doing to me or doing next right. to me so yeah uh that loose end was tied uh, um and as we're getting the interview outside uh tate just back into back into you know customer yeah. service full back in political mode, mode. Yeah. full yeah looking into the camera like with the with the, the lines and everything he glances back at ghost um and i couldn't tell like either ramona was catching on or she she's full on got it for ghost mm-hmm. which we already knew she kind of had it for ghost but like i it made me wonder if like she full on had it for ghost um what did you think of the uh, the end result? Uh, what just the the interview? The interview, um, him, pretty much taking the the lemons and making lemonade. Yeah, I mean, and, like um, I said, I feel like that was just him going right back in the campaign mode and turning uh, what happened into a vehicle to further his political gains. And then, um, I, I mean, that's all that really was to me. And then, of course, we know Ramona got a thing for ghosts, so. That's gonna go somewhere down the line. Even though Ghost end up leave, she she ends up he ends up leaving with his wife because then his wife comes up to him. Even though Ramona knows they aren't together anymore, but says we got to go pick up our son together. So it was, that was kind of weird for Tasha to come up and say that to him when you know she knows that they aren't romantically involved anymore. Uh, but like, like I said, I I think I don't know how the plan was originally set up, but it, it ended up turning out perfectly for everybody involved. They end up getting the money. Uh, like Ramona says, all the donors will get their money back because it's all insured. Um, yeah. So they got what they needed. Uh, I don't know how they end up getting two million dollars out of that night and been able to turn it into cash. Um, when they well, some of it was selling, they had to sell the watches. They had a. So they just needed the one million, because like. But he gave they, the other million back. Oh well, no. So no, where did like they get they, the other million from? Well, you got to remember. So they 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 rolled up initially with two million. Midditch takes half of that. Yeah. And then he had to give the other. Ghost says the other half back to Rashad. But he said he had to give the other million back to Tate. Because somebody gave the money to pay Tate back. Where'd that money, where'd that million come from? Well, it probably wasn't a million, though. Because they they, they didn't buy, you don't buy a million dollars worth of drugs and sell it for a million dollars. You upsell it. So they they never really say how much he borrowed from Tate. But he had had enough to give Tate the money back, too. So I, I don't. Once again, Minutia getting getting too deep into the logic of it all. Bottom line was the robbery was success. They had the money, and then they was back in a position to pay off Vincent, and then that kind of led us to the next scene where um, they meet with the Italians to do the exchange. Yeah, and uh, um, Vincent obviously raises uh, his hand like, "Okay, we all knew this was going to happen. I'm I'm going to kill you." And uh, luckily, Ghost had his his trump card. Where uh, some more Italians show up, mm-hmm. Benny and his crew show up, and uh, pretty much squash it. Yeah, 
like, okay, you got your money. You've been compensated. Um, this kid sa- pretty much saved my, my niece's life, mm-hmm. um, which is true statement. And again, thank goodness for Tariq's good boy moment way back in the last episode. And he's just like, whatever issue you have with them, you can have with me. And right. you know you don't want those issues with me. Um, so Vincent pretty much to a degree squashes it, but I don't think I don't think we've seen the last of Vincent. Oh, yeah. It's not um, like, I think they both will still be out to get each other. So I, I, don't, I don't think yeah. Tommy going to let them kidnapping. Uh, he already got bled, bad blood with them because of the Teresi thing. Uh, so I don't think Tommy going to let that go. Ghost might be willing to say, okay, we paid him off his own, but I don't think Tommy just going to let Vincent kidnap Tariq and, and not have no repercussions. To me, the biggest thing out of this thing was I didn't understand. I didn't, they, they never, they made it always seem like Benny was okay involved in the criminal underworld, but they didn't make it. They never, I didn't, at least from his previous interactions or his previous dealings, I didn't know he had the pool that he had where he could just show up with his boys. And um, the way they talk about Vincent, Vincent is like a head of a, of a mafia family. And that, that Benny had the pool to be like, basically look my, I guess my, Mafia or my group of Italians is stronger than your group of Italians because he made Vincent back down. So I didn't realize the pull Benny had. Um, had they in the past said how strong? I mean, they always I made he was a criminal, but they, had they ever said yeah. how strong he was? Yeah, like they never made it seem like he was he was disconnected. Like they honestly just kind of made it seem like he was just in the life. Like for all we know, he could have been he could have been like, you know, just a a Primera. But you know what I mean. The when he pulled up. It's like, oh, he's clearly top rank. Um, and he's up there. Um, the thing that, that kind of, I, I don't think Tommy gets Vincent. I think Tasha does. Like, when she saw the bruises on Tariq, I think she's the one that sets off whatever takes down hmm. or whoever takes a shot at Vincent. Um, just out of GP for, you know, what he did to his son. Um, I think, I think Tariq, to a degree, will maybe maybe try and smarten up and like stay away from Vincent. Um, but I, I think if Vincent comes around first, I think he sweats him. Like, okay, you may have gotten away with this, but I could still easily out you as this whole thing being your idea. Mm. Um, but you know, time will tell. Yep. Um, and in that interaction, we see that Ghost puts two and two together, and realizes that it was indeed Tommy who killed Proctor who it, the thing that tripped me out about that revelation was I honestly thought that at the end of the last episode when Ghost comes back to the, the penthouse I thought he just assumed that Tommy did it um, but I think just the shell shock of seeing his place shot up and not knowing where his son is I think he um, he honestly thought it was the dude yeah. that uh, Proctor name dropped I think most of us um, as fans thought that, you know, Tommy was clearly sending a message. To, well, Tommy might have been sending a message to Ghost, but I think even Tommy probably thought that Ghost knew that he was the one that shot at the penthouse and killed Proctor. Um, yeah. And they just didn't have a chance to talk about it because they went straight into the same night Tommy killed Proctor. They get the call about Tariq being in danger, so they had a chance to hash that out. Um, right. So that that was a kind of reveal because I thought, like like you said, I thought what you I thought the same thing you thought that Ghost just assumed it was Tommy the whole time. But I guess he figured with his Jason, the deal with Jason and him paying Jason that Jason had pulled the, uh, you know, pulled Tommy off of him and, and that, that there wasn't no big get back from Tommy. So I guess that had worked and that's what Ghost was thinking. Um, and Proctor really did get get by the guy who, whoever he was, Eagle, whatever he said the guy's name was. Yeah. 
But so that was, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so they, I said, yeah, but like you said, they both realized that Tommy realized, I mean, not Tommy, Ghost realized that Tommy is the one that killed him. Um, and not only realizes that, while, while, but while talking with Tasha also realizes that not only did Tommy kill Proctor, but Tariq helped him. Yeah. So that, that's a whole nother issue issue on, on top of everything else. Right, because now Tariq is an accessory. Um, no matter how you slice it, like he's an accessory to, to murder of a defense lawyer. Yeah. And not even that, Tariq also let Tommy into his father's home. Outside of yeah. them just killing Proctor, he let somebody that has made it know that he wants his father dead into his father's house, you know, with no resistance. He just let him in. Um, what if, what if Ghost had come home early? You know, Tommy, you know, Tommy didn't tell, tell Tariq that, you know, Ghost was cool, but let's say Ghost does come off the elevator. Tom, Tariq don't know that. Tariq don't know that, that Ghost won't come off the elevator or Tommy won't go there at 2 o'clock in the morning. He don't know if Ghost yeah. is home. So, um, I can see that's a big well, problem from that from standpoint. Say, at this point, we don't even know where Ghost is staying because uh, you, you ain't staying in the penthouse. Not with yeah. all them bullet holes. They ain't even show it. Um, which I thought was funny that, like, that's one of the things that was floating around the internet. Um, it was like, if Ghost's uh, apartment is fixed by Sunday, I'm not watching Power anymore. <laughs> They didn't even show that bad boy was so messed up. Mm -hmm. um, so now we have uh, final scene. Ghost and Tasha, yeah, Ghost and Tasha putting together, putting those those two and two together, um, and then we have Keisha uh, being made aware that like, yeah, I think Ghost knows that I killed a Proctor, um, and then he made kind of the weird line that he thinks he was gonna take it harder than Angela, which I don't. I don't, that was a weird line to me. I don't see that. Um, yeah, he Proctor was a good dude to him, but I don't see him taking it harder. If anything, I see him wanting to protect Tariq from going down with Tommy more than him being like, oh, Proctor was my guy. That was just a weird line to me. Um, Keisha's going to mess something up. Like we, she is more and more every time, every time she tries to kind of boss up and show mm -hmm. how down she is for the cause. As soon as the room is cleared and it's just her and Tommy, the panic immediately sets in. And it's yeah. like, we got to get around, get away from around them. And it's just like, you don't understand just how connected Ghost and Tommy are. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be that easy. Yeah. And I think, I can't remember, was it, it was even this scene or the scene from next week. Tommy basically told her, look, you either all in or you all out. You can't be halfway into this type of thing. And he basically let, let us know with us the viewers know and, and Keisha know that timeout is over that all that talk that him and Ghost had those heartfelt moments maybe they won't be beefing after this is over after they finish everything is out the window and he's back at going at Ghost hard so um, I guess the truce is over we'll see what happens moving forward um, did you see the preview for next week any thoughts I on did. that um, I did um, before I get into that yeah, th there was a weird little funny moment like at the very end where like where ghost is making the, you know, the putting two together with Tasha, but like she comes out of the room and is like, that boy's asleep. Like he hasn't, like he hasn't slept in weeks. Like, well, if I've been kidnapped for 24 hours, well, 48 and, hours at that point, yeah, 48 hours at this point and gotten beat with a sack of oranges, I, I'd be a little tired too, Tasha, mm -hmm. but I, whatever. Um, yeah. Next week's episode looks like it's right back to to high speed. Yeah. Um Tariq clearly has learned nothing. 
still trying and to be still trying to be a drug dealer. Go, except now he's go, he's running out of options when it comes to like his sources. So now he's back to trying to get um, drugs from Drake. Yeah, which again, you know, has learned absolutely nothing. Like this is the dude that's gotten you. He he put you on the path that not only almost got you killed, it definitely got your sister killed. Um, so he, you know, just, I don't know how much time is going to be, has, is going to have passed from, um, from this particular episode into next week. Uh, but it's just like, dude, you, you probably still nursing bruised ribs, if not broken. Um, what are you doing? Uh, we get, it looks like, uh, Tommy brings in his, his boys to, to yoke somebody up. It that looks was like Dre. got a gun in somebody's face. Oh, it was Dre. That, you saw that hit over the head? Okay. Yeah, I tried to pause it. It looked like it was I mean it looked like Dre's haircut if nothing else. And yeah, I tried to pause it. It looked like it was spanking catch it. And spanking two bit. Hits the guy over the head. And I think it's Dre. Uh, yeah, because you yeah. know that you know it didn't happen this episode, but you know two bit and spank well two spank didn't say, but you know two bit is gonna go back and say we yeah. saw Dre at Truth the yeah. night that the, the heist went down. So they're gonna be yeah. on Dre again. So it looks like it, it's gonna be right back to high speed. Um and obviously, you couldn't do it these past two days within this episode, but they still have to. They still have to contend with Proctor's murder. Yeah, um, because that you know that's obviously still open. Yeah, so Proctor's murders, course, we still got Sacks. Like Sacks yeah. was in this episode, so we didn't you know no advancement in that story. But Sacks ain't just gonna give up after the fact that Proctor's dead, and also um, what her name is Maria Suarez Lindsay. is dead. Who's oh, Lindsay? Yeah. And, oh yeah, oh, sorry. Lindsay too. Yeah, baby mama. Yeah, so yeah, he's got Maria Suarez dead. He got Proctor being dead um, in the same twenty-four hours, and barely twenty-four hours after his wife died of what he, you know, what he feels is mysterious circumstances. So Sax is going to be his back, if not his back, is beyond against the wall. He's practically a part of the wall at this point because literally everyone he's come into contact with on a direct basis has died and not died they've been killed so if sack still has a job next week it's the epitome of that white privilege superpower of mm-hmm. his um but we shall see yeah. it should be a fun one i find like they're about to ramp it up because i think from what i understand they're gonna do 10 they split in the season so even though it's 16 mm-hmm. episodes for the final season it's 10 in a row and then they're gonna take a break, I think, over kind of through um November and December, the Christmas time and the holiday time, and then come back, I think, in the, the beginning of 20, 2020 for those last six. So they gotta give us something strong to kind of ramp up in these last ten before they come back with the last six that's gonna really blow us away. So we got four episodes left in this first initial ten. Um I'm thinking that they just gonna kinda keep ramping, keep ramping until they get to like some type of mid season finale in that tenth episode. So I think it's going to get more and more exciting. We're not going to have any more of these kind of um, pace-building episodes. We're going to have some just full on action. All right. Well, we'll see. Oh, real quick. And that um, that that on the next of episode where we get Keisha pretty much pleading, she's over this. And I I, I believe you're right. It is in that, epi- that particular moment that they're saying, like, you can't decide when you want to be down and when you don't want to be down. Um yeah, not only is she like pleading in that episode, it looks like her arm is bandaged up and bloody. Did you pick up on that? Oh, you saw when Keisha was yelling at Tommy. Yeah, I think something might, something about to yeah. go happen to her. 
Yeah, but so. I, 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 yeah, I can't remember if that was something she said in this episode or something she said in the previews. But I know she was yelling about, "I don't want to be in this drug game for life, Tommy," or something like that. And Tommy was like, yeah. "Look, you got to be in this fully, or you know, this ain't no part-time job." So I, I'm looking forward to see what that's all about as well, because she might have been hurt, and we keep on speculating that something bad is gonna happen to her, either her or Cash or both. That's gonna lead to her finally having this, you know, because she's always teetering. As to yeah. whether she can do this or not, or whether she's built for this or not, and that may be the final something going to come up soon that's going to push her over the edge, and she going either. I think she might even go to the point where she starts like working for the cops, because they got because also with all the witnesses dying, they got to find a way to keep Sachs and the AUSA involved, and there are no witnesses yeah. left. They got to have something that's just going to tie them all. So I, I think Keisha might be that person, but we'll see. I, I'm excited for these next couple of episodes, um, while. I didn't like this episode as much as you liked it. I, I still don't think it was like a bad episode. It's just when you when you when you have such a high of episode five, I don't think any episode without some major character like dying or having some crazy stuff happen was gonna keep it at that same level. So it was just a dip back down. Um, so it wasn't a horrible episode. It just wasn't as good or kept me on the same high as the episode before did. Yeah, and I think this was this was the only logical follow up. Um, from from a high a high a high octane episode like the last one, um, I it didn't it didn't crash down in the energy. It just kind of leveled out, um, which is I honestly just felt was necessary because if this early into the the season, um, you have an episode like last week's episode, if you if you follow right up with a high a high octane episode like right after it, you're gonna burn out. Cause it's just like okay, when when the if you go if you go at Vincent with the same enthusiasm that Tommy killed Proctor, then you once that's done, it's just like, well, we can't just chill and figure out how we're gonna deal with Midge. Like you might as well go ahead and try and kill Midge right then and there, you know. So, um, I I think it, I like the balance of the episode. Um, from the just the. The, the crunch time to the suspense to the, the slip in the comedy in of it um, because I, obviously this isn't a, a laughing matter situation but you know we've, we've already discussed this the, the parents of power don't care about their sons um, but yeah man that's all I got alright man me too so uh, you know where they can find us they can always come and find us uh, POP podcast so Google SoundPlay yeah, Google SoundPlay Soundplay, SoundCloud, Stitcher, <laughs> Google Play, Sound, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find great podcasts, literally every podcast site almost, you can find this podcast. Where can they find you, brother? At all those same places under the Off the Clock Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-A Clock Podcast. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh-huh.